0: Cast. Hello, I'm Kathy Zaka. Hi, I'm Susan Often, And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your hosts today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening.
1: Today we'll be talking about discernment. And our scripture for today is from 1 Corinthians 12, 10. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. All right, here we go. The definition of discernment in Christian context
0: is perception in the absence of judgment with a view to obtaining spiritual guidance and understanding. And you know, wisdom and discernment are similar. But with discernment, we're able to decipher between what's right and what is wrong, or what is truth and what is falsehood versus what is falsehood or lies. Mm -hmm. And you know, over the past few weeks, we've been talking about the awakening and how so many of us have been lulled to sleep by the enemy for so long. When people are waking up to the evil agenda that has been happening for decades. And now that we're awake, we need spiritual discernment to understand the truth versus the lies, and we need to use wisdom so we don't allow the enemy to do, ever do this to us again. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. In Hosea one nine it says, "Whoever is wise, let him understand these things. Whoever is discerning, let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the upright walk in them. But transgressors stumble in them." And in Hebrews five fourteen it says, "But solid food is for the mature." For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to to distinguish good from evil, discernment keeps us on our toes. It helps us mature and grow in our Mm -hmm. faith, and it keeps us from being deceived by the devil. And I got one more scripture for you. It's Philippians 1 1, chapter 1, 9 through 11. And it says, And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. We must pray for discernment, for without it, we will not always be able to differentiate, that's a word, Mm -hmm. uh, between right and wrong, or good and evil.
2: Yes, that's so true.
0: Yeah. Well, why do we need discernment? That's a good question.
2: Discernment is a gift from God that helps us identify right from wrong, like you said, Kathy. Yeah. It is a process of examining what is good and bad, what is truth and a lie, and what is better and what is best. We face decisions daily, what to eat, what to wear, how to educate our children, what to purchase, where to work, where to live, and so on. There's so much grabbing for our attention. Because of this, discernment is more necessary now than ever before to protect against false teaching and to walk a path of holiness. As Christians, we're called to seek and utilize discernment, called to look at the good world God created and pursue His goodness and godliness. It's also like a spiritual muscle that needs to be practiced daily. That's good. That way we can only get better at it. Yeah. One way to do this could be by beginning to practice asking the Holy Spirit about every single decision we might need to take. Then, while asking for small decisions, we gain more experience over making larger and more important decisions. It becomes a routine to seek God for guidance. Yeah. Yep. In Proverbs 17.24... It tells us that the discerning sets his face toward wisdom, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. Mm, That's good. We are to set our gaze on wisdom. With so many distractions sent our way for our attention, we must know where this wisdom comes from and how we are to attain it. We as Christians believe that our ultimate source of wisdom and truth comes from God. We know our hearts are deceitful and that we cannot stake our life decisions upon feelings. That's
0: good.
1: Yeah, you know, discernment is a gift that all Christians should desire and ask for from God. It gives us an edge that helps us to walk in a wisdom that's not understood by the rest of the world. Right. There was a mm-hmm. quote I saw the other day. It said, discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It is knowing the difference between right and almost right. Right. Mm-hmm. That was by C.H. Spurgeon. That's good. And discernment doesn't seem to get confused. It can get, you know, confused with wisdom. Right. But wisdom is a gift given by the Holy Spirit it can also be attained by life experience. You know, we go through life experiencing things and we learn from negative experiences and we know not what to do again when we've been hurt before. Right. Or we learn from positive experiences where we've received positive growth and outcome. Because like in Luke 2, 52, it says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. Mm. So we see Jesus grew into wisdom like most people do over a period of time. So the gift of discernment, however, doesn't always come by maturity and time, but it's a spiritual gift that allows us to distinguish between truth and a lie, between good and evil spirits, Mm -hmm. and to even know the times and the seasons that we're presently living in.
0: Yeah, that's good. You know, I think it's also important to point out that we need discernment to understand the scriptures. In 1 Corinthians 2.14, it says, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they're folly to him, and he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. We need the Holy Spirit to help us discern the wisdom and revelation of the words in the Bible. And discerning God's word is important because His word is our weapon against the enemy. And in Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. With discernment comes great rewards. And in Proverbs 3.24, it says, My child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them, for they will refresh your soul. They are like jewels on a necklace. They keep you safe on mm-hmm. your way, and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. And that sound wonderful? Yes, mm-hmm. it does. And an intimate relationship with God will help grow your discernment skills. The Holy Spirit is our biggest helper in this area. He will guide you when you get that bad feeling in your gut. Or if he sense something's wrong, he will help you discern between evil and good spirits. He will give us wisdom in the decisions that we need to make. Right? Yes.
2: Well, you know, in 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 16, it says, Wisdom, yes, is from the Spirit. But God has revealed wisdom to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For whom among man knows the thoughts of man, except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. That is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truth in spiritual words. The man without the Spirit doesn't accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. Yeah. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Yeah. It's just like a tone deaf person can't appreciate fine music the person who rejects God cannot understand God's beautiful message. With the lines of communication broken, he or she won't be able to hear what God is saying to him or her. No one can comprehend God, but through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, believers have insight into some of God's plans, thoughts, and actions. They, in fact, have the mind of Christ. It's a good example. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Through the Holy Spirit, we can begin to know God's thoughts, talk with Him, and expect His answers to our prayer. Am I, any one of us, spending enough time with Christ to have His very mind in us? Right. An intimate relationship with Christ comes from spending time consistently in His presence and in His Word. That's good. That's
0: really good, Mm -hmm. Susan. It's how we learn and grow, you know? It's how we receive revelation and knowledge. It moves us forward into our higher calling to serve Him. You know, yeah. and when I became a Christian about 22 years ago, I knew I had a lot to learn, but discernment it wasn't at the top of my list. It's not something I paid much attention to, and at the beginning, it's not something I even asked for. Until about five years into my salvation, and I was committed to faithfully reading the Bible every single day. And because some of it was gibberish to me, you know, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I asked mm-hmm. the Lord for discernment in what I was reading because I didn't understand it, and I continued to pray, allowing my heart to line up with my mind's desire to really learn it. And then the Word started popping off the page for me. You get that discernment from the Holy Spirit because it's like, well, finally, she wants it, that the desire lined up. Mm -hmm. So it all started making sense because the Holy Spirit was teaching and guiding me as I read His Word. You know, I still read the Bible every single night. And even though I read it from front to back many times over, I still get fresh revelation because God's Word is still alive. You know, it's still alive today. Right, Uh, right. Isn't that good?
1: You know, according to uh, spiritualgiftstest.com, the spiritual gift of discernment is also known as the gift of discernment of spirits, or like distinguishing between spirits. Right. The Greek word for the gift of discernment is diakresis. The word describes being able to distinguish, discern, judge, or appraise a person, a statement, situation, or environment. In the New Testament, it describes the ability to distinguish between spirits as in 1 Corinthians 12.10, and to discern good and evil, as in illustrated in Hebrews 5.14. Right. The Holy Spirit gives the gift of discernment to enable Christian, a certain, certain Christians to clearly recognize and distinguish between the influence of God, Satan, and the world, and the flesh in a given situation. The church needs those with this gift to warn believers in times of danger and keep them from being led astray by false teaching." Let me just share an example of being able to discern between the flesh and the Spirit of God. So, when I was, uh, became a believer, I was, it was, I was really young, I was at the age of seven. So I began functioning in the gifts of God you know, pretty early on. In the church where I grew up, we sang hymns and there was a choir that led in the music. There was always you know someone chosen to sing the special music, where they would stand up at the podium and sing their solo music piece. And many times the person chosen was someone who had a good singing voice. And many times that person was chosen over and over simply because the size of the choir or the church. You know, yeah. we, we had a small church. Right. And sometimes they'd invite people from other churches or singing groups to come in and sing that week. Yeah. So whenever the soloist would get up to sing and we would, we would focus our attention on them, everybody's looking at them, right? But, you know, many times as soon as they began singing, I would discern right away that the person was filled with, you know, self pride. And was soaking in all the attention. And I couldn't look up at them. Like, my head would go down, and I'd just look at something on my lap. You know, most of the times I'd start drawing on my bulletin, like my church program, and find something else to do while sitting in the seat other than looking at them. It really made me sick to look at, the, look at someone like that. And to be honest, pride is ugly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not judging them. I'm just seeing that spirit that was working within them and it's not something that I want to look at or give it any any credit or applause to. And when that person's solo was finished, I didn't clap, but I just sat with my head down and my hands in my lap. You know, it's crazy to think that I picked up on that at such a young age, you know, but that's because it was a gift. It's not something I grew into like wisdom. Right.
2: How old were you, Laura? Laura? Or-
1: I would say, you know, probably early on when I was seven, eight, I'd start picking up on those uh-huh. things right yeah. away. Yeah. Wow. You know, I knew, because, you know, my mom, she sang a lot of solos, and I did too later on in life, but because she was singing and I knew when she sang, I knew her heart was in it. I knew she was in the right place, and I could feel the Spirit of the Lord singing through my mom, Right, you know? Mm-hmm. But then I, you know, can, she was a good guideline. And because when other people would get up and sing and I, I I could see that they were filled with pride or whatever, or some people, you know, they weren't, I just, I could tell the difference right away. Yeah. Oh. You know? That's good. Yeah. And there there were other times, um, you know, when someone would get up and sing and they didn't have a great voice, but their heart was humble. And they just wanted to sing for Jesus. You know, as they sang, I could feel the glory of the Lord pouring out of them And it brought the entire congregation to tears. Like, now that's something that I will jump to my feet and applaud and give praise to God every time. Yeah, because it gave him glory. Right. And just like Jesus, we want to look at the heart and we judge others by the fruit that they produce.
0: Yeah, that reminds yeah. me of a story uh, about a church that me and my family used to attend many years ago. You know, my children were in the youth group, and they attended the they attended the Wednesday night service. So we know that music is a big deal to preteens and teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, well, my children told me one evening that they had a new praise and worship leader singing in their youth group, and they said he wasn't that great. And I thought to myself, well, maybe he's just temporary, you know, or, you know, maybe we should just give him a chance. But, you know, after a few weeks of them mentioning this new person, I decided to go check it out myself. So I sat in the back of the room and watched as this person began to sing. And they were right. The person's voice wasn't that great. But I saw a humble heart and a desire to praise God with all Of their heart. Mm -hmm. I saw tears streaming down this person's face as they sang, and I saw a great worship leader in the making. So beautiful. Yeah. Mm You know, he was called. This person was called. Mm -hmm. So after the service that evening, I explained all this to my children. You know what? And they never said anything else about it again. You just have to get that discernment and you have to share, you know. Mm -hmm. And this person went on to be a great praise and worship leader at a different church. God blesses the humble and the obedient, right? And you
1: have to look at the heart.
0: You have to look at the heart, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, so someone working in a gift of discernment can discern between spirits in the workplace, too. You know, when they can discern the motives of a fellow worker who has a spirit of pride, you know, wanting to show everyone that they know more than everybody else. Right. Or you can discern that jealousy is working in them and it's driving them to get ahead and beat someone out of the higher position. There's all kinds of spirits working through and driving people due to insecurities within themselves. And how many times have we dealt with that? You know, in yeah, the workplace, yeah.
0: or in family, mm-hmm. or in our friends. Right. You know, we we deal with them being jealous, or you know, just acting in a cruel way. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're when you're a baby Christian, it's hard to kind of figure, discern those things. But even still, people that you know, a lot of people just they 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 feel it, they see it, they understand it, and they're just like, "What is wrong with this person?" Mm-hmm. Well, it mm-hmm. could be a spirit of envy, it could be a spirit of pride, it could be a spirit of anger, hatred, resentment, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Resentment. There's so many things.
1: And it's important to focus on that, right. that the spirit. that's what's working in them, not right. the person. Right. You know, not to judge them. Right, right. Right? Yes. Because, I mean, pride, greed, jealousy, envy are definitely prevalent in the workplace. Right. I saw it in many churches, too, you know, uh, right. among staff members. Me, too. That's why it's important not to, like I said, not to judge the person, but to take it to the Father in prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to open their eyes. Right. Help them to see where they're going wrong, you know, in their thinking. Right you know for years i fell into a pattern of judging people in my own mind and then the holy spirit i think all of us right yeah yeah. Uh, he'd convict me for sinning in my own gifting because my gift picked up on it right Right. away you know love others as you as christ loved us right be patient and kind considering others more important than yourself like it says in philippians 2 3 through 4 don't be selfish don't try to impress others be humble, thinking of others better than yourself. Right. Don't look out for only for your own interests, but you know, take an interest in others too. Yeah. Yes. You know, I struggle with judging people too.
0: I was, I was guilty. Yeah. And you know, I had to change my mindset because it was keeping me from so many of God's blessings. And we shouldn't judge because we don't know what the person has been through. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're not perfect either, right? right? Right. We've all been through something, and a lot of time it changes us. So, all right, you know, back to the sermon. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to
2: say, I think we had an episode on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The human condition. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> we should. Be. First John chapter four, verse one says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they're from God. Right. We need the gift of discerning of spirits, especially today. Our enemy is constantly trying to deceive us, so we must not grow weary in this. Yes. Mm-hmm. In Matthew ten sixteen, Jesus says we need to be wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. And in order to be wise, we must use supernatural discernment which gives us the ability to detect evil spirits. And this spiritual discernment will help in overcoming spiritual warfare. The Holy Spirit will guide and show us the things God wants us to say or do in any situation. So it's important that we know that we are not entertaining an evil spirit that will definitely misguide us, you know? And if we're not sure, then you ask the Spirit, do you confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God? The enemy will reveal itself very quickly when you ask this question. And if they can't answer it, then you simply rebuke that evil spirit in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. You know, I'd like to talk about how an
2: evil spirit may show or manifest itself in your life. It can show up like a spoiled child stomping yeah. its feet or wheedling its way into favor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can show up like a false lover using people as objects or play rings. Keeps secrets to hide the duplicity. Mm. It can show up like a shrewd army commander attacking us when we're fragile or unprepared. Yeah. Or where we are complacent due to self-sufficient pride. That's good. It can also show up as an angel of light, turning pious thought into prideful thoughts, holy desires into selfish desires. So, how, how are we to respond to this? Well... We can respond with firmness in dealing with the evil spirit in our lives, like Kathy just said. Right. Mm-hmm. We can bring the temptations into light by revealing them to a trusted spiritual person. We can acknowledge our need and cry out to God for help. Right. And we can examine the path we've taken. If our eyes were always fixed on God, the good spirit was at work. Right. But if we turned our path from God and or became self-focused... Then suspect an evil spirit and review what happens so we can more quickly catch it and be on guard in the future.
1: Yeah. 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 You know, another way that discernment can show itself is in our feelings and impressions, you know, that you have in our senses. Right. It's almost like a spiritual antenna, you know, that comes up and you just discern something good or something evil. Yeah. Have you heard somebody say, I don't know what it is, but there's just something I don't like about that guy or girl? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. That's discernment. Yeah, and I or they'll say, I felt something that just wasn't good, or something seems off here. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've said that twenty million times. Yeah, <laughs> uh, something doesn't seem right. Or they'll, in the positive way, they'll say, I feel a great sense of peace in this place. Yeah, we said that when we found the place where we were going to build our our home that right. we're in. You know, I just felt this great sense of peace. Same. Yeah, and it was. I'm glad we, I had that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's important. Or you hear another saying, it's like, I feel, I feel a feeling of hope and that something good is about to take place. You know, that's, again, discernment. You're picking right. up like your antenna. Right. Yes. So you've heard the phrase, follow your nose. Well, God can give us discernment through our sense of smell as well. So, for instance, if you pick up on a smell, say, of sulfur or rotting meat you that's could be discerning, huh? That's not good. Right. No. Well, that's a bad smell. <laughs> yeah. Then you're discerning a demonic presence in a particular place. Now, I mean, honestly, if you're in your bathroom or your kitchen or whatever, Yeah. and you smell something like rotting meat, well, check the garbage first, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But if if it's just unexplainable or you're in a place where that wouldn't be the normal smell, Right. then that's that's something like an indicator of, "Oh, that's an evil spirit." Yeah. Let me let me check with God about this, right? Yeah. So, in real life and in my dreams, I've even smelled the strong odor of urine. And this means a cleansing needs to take place. Right. And a few times during my time alone in worship and praise to the Lord, I've walked into the room and I've smelled roses, you know, and oh, yeah. I knew it signified the presence of Jesus. Yeah. Which I immediately recognized and I smiled really big and I thanked him for letting me, letting me know that he was there with me that, the, that morning. Yeah. So I've, I've not experienced this part yet, but I have heard that some people can discern spirits by seeing like a light glowing from people, you know, meaning that they're filled with the, the Spirit of God, or that they've seen a more gray or shadowy color around a person indicating that, you know, they're being oppressed or possessed by a demonic spirit. Right. You know, Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, For everything that happens in life, there is a season, a right time for everything under heaven, so discernment of the times and seasons of God and having a discernment to know that God is taking you into a new season or a time is crucial to being able to move in you know, God's timing. Many times I will sense God is doing something new, and I'll, I'll sense that change is coming. I can't put my finger on it right away, but as I press in and seek God, He shows me what's coming. Right,
0: like now. Like mm-hmm. right now in our present time, we sense, and we know mm-hmm. the big changes are coming, and God's preparing us for those big changes. Right. Many people have discerned the same things, right? right? A beautiful
1: unification in the body of Christ is happening right before our us. Right. That's okay. what we're
0: discerning. Mm-hmm. Right. Right?
1: And it, it's important for God's people to be prepared you know, and ready to stay in step with Him. God's appointed times where He moves in certain ways on the earth and in His people. If we've been preparing for the wrong things and are moving at the wrong time, it's like putting on your winter coat and boots when it's 102 degrees outside in the blazing heat or walking out the door in your shorts and your T-shirt and it's 30 degrees below zero. Right. You know, that's just crazy. Right. If we don't prepare in the correct way for the days that that we're living in, then we will be caught off guard and, you know, come into all kinds of difficulty. So how do we prep, like prepare for these things? Right. Just spend time alone in a place of intimacy with God and seek His face and ask for His timing. Ask Him, what's coming? You know, and ask Him, you know, how do you need to prepare for that time? Read God's Word and allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you and speak His Word through you and guide your steps. Like, you know, Proverbs sixteen nine says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And then, you know, listening to what the prophets are saying, like we've talked before in other episodes, you know, many times their words is, are, are going to confirm what the Holy Spirit is already speaking to your heart. And, you know, another thing is just being obedient to what God is telling you to do yes. is crucial, yeah. you yes. know, to moving in His timing. I agree. Mm-hmm. And then stand, stand on the faith that God has deposited into you, and don't back away from what you know in your heart to be true, and what God has already revealed to you, then move forward in faith, knowing God is with you and you're walking in the ways of Yahweh, which is the best place to be,
2: Amen. right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to give an example of practicing discernment in my family life. My husband and I began to discuss how we felt we needed to stretch our spiritual growth. We weren't being fulfilled in the church we were at, so we researched and tried some new ones, and we just knew when we found the one that fit us. It felt very spirit-led, and we knew we wanted to stay the minute we walked in. Mm-hmm. Also, there was a time that we prayed separately, together, and with church friends and pastors over deciding to sell our farm that we poured our hearts into in upstate New York. I've talked about this before, mm-hmm. ladies. We owned it 20-odd years. We began to hear through God, however, that it was becoming an idol.
0: It's s- a big decision. It mm-hmm. is really big. Yeah, I hear you are living in Texas, and you've got yeah. this place up there that has so many memories.
2: And, and we just kept feeling pulled, right, towards it because we wanted to be there. But it wasn't. you couldn't. No, the, your the job was here. Is, yeah, yeah, in our life, and it, it was it was confusing. Yeah. It was taking too much energy where we could just be devoting right that time to serving or being here. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I sat on our front porch that I treasured, and Scripture began speaking to me in Matthew six nineteen to twenty. Do not store up. For yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. And, you know, just being away here, being in Texas away from the farm, it would be like, okay, is there going to be a pipe that breaks? Right. Yeah.
1: You're you worried know, about the what's property. rusting, what's right. going to break? That I was worry. a lot of property to keep up with.
0: <laughs> yeah. I worry about my same thing. Yeah. My parents' property, they're they're about an hour and a half away, but I still worry about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There's nobody, yeah. you know, if it the takes house al- is empty, you still have to take care of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I worry about this. I get it. Yeah. I get it. They have land too, so I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: in Matthew nineteen twenty one, Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Each year when I revisited the farm, reading the Word seemed timely, and I kept coming across similar scripture. I journaled and began to try to let go and envision a family that could actually utilize the land all year round, plant a garden, have animals, and I knew God was preparing us to let go and move on with our lives. We have prayed and made decisions over job choices, the kids' school choices, coaching positions, church choice, Bible study choices volunteering travel arrangements and even diets for health and sports and tv shows
0: or movies mm-hmm. i mean
2: we have to make a lot of decisions in our lives yeah. yeah or we get
0: the opportunity to right right, right. and we got to use discernment yes we because do. the enemy is also putting his two cents in yes trying to deceive us right. trying to get us to make the wrong decisions you just we have to use discernment off the
1: wrong path
0: that's right mm-hmm yeah
2: I've also practiced using, spirit, using discernment while sitting in a spiritual direction session. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will guide me which way to lead and what questions to ask. As I've said before, it's the Holy Spirit that's the divine counselor. Right. Right. And uh, lastly, when my dad passed away with cancer, we made a choice to stay around a while in New York with my mom instead of my husband leaving to go and search for his next job. Yeah, This, of course, might not have been a wise career choice. However, we knew in our hearts it was the right thing to do, and we were at peace with our decision. Yeah,
0: your husband plays polo, right? So he moves. He's Yes. He's, yeah. yeah. Moves wow. around a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Those are great examples. And, and I've got a couple of things that I want to bring up, too. So first, I want to talk about our, our podcast. And um, the things that we put into this podcast, it, 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 it gets serious. We get really serious about how important this is to us. We want to make sure that we're honoring God and the words that we're speaking that it glorifies Him. Mm-hmm. And so, when we're in here in this this podcast room at Laura's house, we uh, we get so intense about it. And so, right before this podcast, we started Hit and record. Apparently, Susan discerned <laughs> from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> that we needed the joy of the Lord uh, and we couldn't even talk we were just giggling we were we, laughing so hard <laughs> tears pouring down our face so yeah there's times like that too that I just felt like that was the Holy Spirit that he was just like y'all just you know we've been recording all day today and, and so he just was like it's like a resort we needed
1: a release we, we had needed, some we needed fun. to
0: be rejuvenated because it was just yeah. like oh my gosh so thank you Holy Spirit thank you Father yeah, that was good thank you and, thank you God, God this is not a yeah. video recording <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> yeah, we needed that. We needed the joy of the Lord. So and another thing too, you know, when you discern like what I'm arguing with my husband, and you know, we're we're talking about something that's so silly or stupid, you know, but you just want to be right. And you just want to be like, just listen to me. And and there's times that I feel like the Holy Spirit tells me, would you just shut your mouth? Just shut your mouth. Stop talking because <laughs> yeah. you're not going to get yes. it resolved right now because you've already made him mad. And you don't listen to the Holy Spirit. and You're not discerning what the Lord's telling you. And then it goes into this big blow up fight.
1: So, yeah yep. this is going nowhere yeah so mm-hmm. discernment
0: is very important in everything we do the joy the the you know when you're frustrated mm-hmm. when you're happy when you're sad all of it so angry yeah you know we're all faced with big life decisions and we need god's spiritual discernment to help us make the best choices for us and our family and the enemy That's is right. always looking around trying to influence us to make the wrong decision because he wants to see us fail and there are many times when I'm praying and waiting on the Lord that I, I know that the, that an evil spirit's near. My discernment kicks into gear, and I will immediately rebuke that demon spirit. But there have also been times that I've been deceived. You know, my thoughts will start churning, and I think I'm focusing on the Lord when really I'm entertaining thoughts that Satan placed there. Yep. That's when you get mm-hmm. frustrated, you know. And sometimes I'm pretty quick at discerning it, right? And I will rebuke it immediately. But other times I go down the rabbit hole. With my thoughts, and it takes me longer to discern that the enemy has come in very discreetly and interrupted my flow with God. Right. And yes. boy, but what I do, I get up out of my chair. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> it happens. So you are suddenly, not allowed here. Yes. Right? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But He does it. You know. Yes, we He Got to discern. So the more time I spend with the Lord, the easier it is to discern because of the Holy Spirit. He's there guiding us. He lets me know that I need to check in and see if there's an evil spirit causing my thoughts not to be pure and holy. And He's always right, so I take the time I need, and I say, as I mentioned earlier, if you do not confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, I command you to leave right now in Jesus' name. And you know, there are many times that I could walk into a building or someone's home, and I immediately discern if there's something evil lurking nearby. And if you have an intimate relationship with God, your discernment skills will build and continue to grow as you walk with Him,
2: right? Yes, they will. Yep. You know, there are ways to develop and a nurture a spirit of biblical discernment. You can ask for wisdom, unless we've been supernaturally gifted with it. Wisdom will not come without desire, effort, and request from us. Right. 1 Kings 3, 1-5 says, Give, gives us an example from the Bible. Solomon, who was known as a great ruler because he did not ask for riches and jewels, but rather he asked for wisdom and discernment. And James yeah. 1, 5 says, We must call out and ask God who gives generously to all who reproach, and it will be given him. Right. Mm. You know Another uh, way to develop the sermon is you can also read God's word because the word is truth. Right. We are living in a world in which the truth is distorted, changing, confusing, deceiving, and untrustworthy. All because the enemy takes a hold of it, manipulates it, and distorts it. His first attack is in our thoughts and minds. Right. And it always involves fear. Right. If he can enter our minds and distort the truth, he's already one. One must measure all thoughts and information against the word of God. Hebrews 4.12 tells us, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of heart. God's word discerns our thought and intentions. I think you
0: mentioned that scripture earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I did, yeah it's a good one <laughs> yeah. I
2: can offer a personal example here wow. um, when COVID hit which was around March 2020 mm-hmm. we all know everything was pretty much shut down and my mom was living in an assisted living home and they were isolating the residents to stay in their rooms even for
0: meals was this when she was up in New York? yeah she yeah. was up in New York so I was wow here it was in Texas, crazy in New York during that time yeah
2: the quarantines were lengthy especially if it involved travel and uh, we sold our farm. We ended up selling it. So we needed to drive north to New York to move all our belongings out of our farm that we sold. Right. New York was one of the strictest states during this time. Yep. After arriving to New York, I was reading the Bible scripture from my devotional that morning in the parking lot of the hotel. Yeah. And one of the scriptures still remains vivid in my memory. It was from Revelation twenty two thirteen, and it says, I'm the alpha, the omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And uh, I, from there, I drove to the parking lot of the assisted living home where my mom was, and I prayed for her there in my car in the parking lot, knowing she was probably feeling very alone in isolation. I began to drive off, and I phoned the assisted living home, and the head of the home answered. I asked her to give my mom a big hug and tell her I missed her. And she asked me where I was. I told her I entered the highway In front of the parking lot in New York. And she said, Well, turn on back. We (laughs) love it. (laughs) (laughs) We opened up for window visits today. Oh, praise Mm -hmm. the Lord. I screeched my tires to a halt and sat stunned on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Like, how could this be? And I remembered the scripture I just read I'm the Alpha Omega, you know. Mm -hmm. And I also remembered all things
1: are possible with God. So God just reminds you of his authority. Yes. I'm in charge here. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. He's a, now, yes, he's a good God. I can change the rules for you
1: daddy. today. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's unbelievable. He does. he does change the rules for us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, Favor and blessing. Right. Yes. That's what we walk in. Right.
2: Another way to develop a spirit of discernment is by turning away from evil. We cannot develop a spirit of discernment if we continue to gauge engage in activities that are clearly against the truth and commands of the word of God. Mm-hmm. A discerning heart is one that seeks repentance and intentionally walks away from sin not clouded by the effects of the choices to sin right and this could be practiced simply by asking the questions will this further the kingdom of god or will this action grieve the holy spirit or what would jesus do right an obvious mistake we humans because of our human condition what we can still do is make a sinful choice even though we know it's wrong yes Mm -hmm. whether it's Like smoking that cigarette, gossiping, taking that drink, going on that shopping spree, watching that show, we can say the simple prayer: "Jesus, help me," and He will provide a way out of making that wrong choice. That's right. We can also take every thought captive. That's important. Yeah, that is so important because He comes at us in our thoughts. The enemy. Yes, we have to take them captive. Mm -hmm. Our thoughts and our emotions can be a twisting tornado of torment. If we allow our emotions to rule our thoughts and actions, they will quickly spin us into chaos, yep. leaving us blind to the truth and wisdom. If we ask God, he will help us discern our thoughts and our emotions properly. In Romans twelve two, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I can give you a personal story here regarding my daughter. She had to make a very important choice to stay or leave a soccer team that had she had devoted a lot of time and energy to. She made a pro con list and openly discussed it with us, her family as well as friends. Yeah. This helped her to develop that spiritual muscle and she learned how to discern what God's plan for her was as well as her health and well-being and she's now very much at peace with her decision. That's awesome.
0: That's really good. It is. It was a yeah, long I have struggle. It. I- yeah, it is. I have a quick story too, and I think I've talked about this story before um, in a pre- previous podcast. So I'm just going to summarize it because it does apply here. This was back when my husband and I were really struggling financially. I was working a full time job from home, and I was answering phone calls. It was a customer service position, and I was also homeschooling three of my children as well as caring for two of my grandbabies. Wow! And this is right when God called me to first write my book. So I was overwhelmed with all that I was currently doing, and there's no way that I was going to, you know, find the time to write a book. Along with all the other things that I was doing. So I took all of it to the Lord, and He very plainly gave me spiritual discernment on what to do. The first thing I did was quit my job. And I didn't know how we were going to make it, but I had such a peace. And I just knew God would take care of us. And He absolutely did. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a tough decision. And I knew the enemy was doing everything he could to convince me to keep doing what I was doing because He definitely didn't want me to write a book about faith, (laughs) you know. So the enemy loves to distract us from God's purpose. But it was the Holy Spirit that helped me to discern between the truth of what God was saying compared to the lies that Satan was whispering in my ears. Mm -hmm. Wow. So it's that discernment every time. Yes. Big decisions, you've got to have God's help with that. Mm -hmm. He'll guide you. He'll show you the right way.
2: You know, we can also develop and nourish a discerning spirit by living in the true freedom of Christ. Through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we are provided freedom like no other. Those who keep looking to themselves for answers will become increasingly confused and miserable. Pride pushes this way of thinking to enslavement. All the freedom we receive when we believe and trust in Jesus, for example, freedom from emotional stress, from guilt, from shame, from bondage and strongholds, provide us with more fresh and pure life to live a life more centered on Christ. This provides us with the freedom to make decisions with hope, knowing that our sources of truth and happiness do not come from within, but are found ultimately in the Lord. That's good. An encouraging word, we might ask again, I go to church, why do I want a spirit of discernment? I've been okay so far, why would I need it? I used to be that Mm -hmm. way. Right? I go to church, I'm good. Yeah, that's all I need to do. (laughs) Yeah. The whole point is developing an intimate, close and personal relationship with God. An example of this closeness could be compared to either a best friend or a married couple. I mean, married partners who have been married a long time usually f- end up finishing each other's sentences. Right. And it's we,
0: sad because now the three of us do that too. <laughs> right <now. I> <laughs> we know what the other one's going to say. <laughs> it's what you do when you hang out a lot. right?
2: <laughs> Can you imagine being that close with God? Mm-hmm. I mean, where you get to the level of knowing His thoughts... And finishing his sentences that's cool yeah when you want to get to know the creator of the universe and his plans for your life developing a spirit of discernment is exactly that and more that's yep.
1: good now i believe that it's important for all believers to pray for the gift of discernment mm. and wisdom in these days now more than ever so much is taking place in our world that we have yet to see and understand and more will be revealed right desire these gifts so that you will be aware awake and ready yes. for whatever God is going to bring us through and bring us to
0: yeah that's, yes.
1: that's great
0: information guys you know that's really good and I think it's important to use the sermon in every area of our lives our lives especially in the times that we're living in like Lord just mentioned and we must be alert and pay attention to what's happening around us and to us because the enemy has made his plans clear very clear he wants to steal, kill, and destroy every single one of us. So we must learn the art of discernment to know the difference between good and evil. Right? That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, it's time to close. Uh, We hope you enjoyed our discussion on discernment today.
1: Okay. All right. And we just want to close with this scripture. It's from 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and stand strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are.
0: That's good. And today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. Thank you, Caitlin. Of course, we appreciate all you do for us. Before you go,
2: we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would
1: appreciate it very much. And thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. We would love to hear from you, so please email us at puretruthpodcast3, that's the number three, at gmail.com.
0: All right, and please visit our websites. Uh, It's kathyzaka.com,
1: chosentowrite.com, and SusanOffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time, and remember, live thirsty.
2: Thank you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Until next time, Susan,
0: Laura, and Kathy.
2: Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool.
1: 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Electric acid. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter.
2: your